Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. We're teaching on the chemistry still. And last week we were talking about the chemistry of the book, the Bible. And... Um, we're going to talk more about that tonight. We, we have a Bible that, that has some, so much powerful, powerful word in it. Um, the world is trying to search for answers. And we have the book that has all the answers in it. Amen? Amen? The Bible has every answer in it. Matter of fact, it goes beyond just church. It goes into uh, chemistry, scientific, astrology, psychology. I mean, the list goes on and on and on about what's in the Bible that the world and so-called um, you know, uh, authorities are trying to figure things out. Well, if they just go to the Word of God, they'd find it. It's all there in the pages of the Bible. So in saying that, it's also all available for us to read it. It's so important for us to read the Word of God. Uh, there is a powerful chemistry in the Word that will give you answers to your life. It will give you direction in your life. It will give you uh, words of wisdom, it will give you words of comfort, it will give you words of faith, it will give you words of hope. I mean, the list goes on and on and on there also. It's a powerful book. Um, the Bible is also a scientific book. A scientific book. How many enjoyed science class in school? Science class, look at all these hands here. Science. I enjoyed science. I enjoyed um, history. I love history. Of course, you probably already know that by, by some of the preaching and teaching at times. But, um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I can't say I really enjoyed English class, uh, as you probably can tell. Um, we had our own language from where I'm from. And uh, they tried to teach us English, but it kept going back to these hillbilly type of slang words. So, but we understood, and we understand ourselves. I understand most people. I, I got a text here the other day uh, from Jamie Halley in uh, New York, Pennsylvania. And he said uh, in that text, it's kind of interesting, I just glanced at it real quick, and, and, and I saw, all I saw was the J of the name, and I thought it was Sister Juwan. I thought, what is she doing out in Pennsylvania? And I asked her at church about that. <laughs> she said, well, she was like looking confused, and it wasn't her. Uh, but Jamie Halley said, I met someone from Marshfield, Missouri, and uh, he said, do you know where that's at? I said, I know exactly where that's at close to my hometown. He said, they, 
you know, they were really nice people. And uh, that's kind of the way the people are down there. They're just kind of really nice. They can be a little hard to get along with, but they are nice. But uh, he said, I didn't, I couldn't fully understand everything they were saying. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, yeah, they do have a different language, but I can understand them. I understand everything they're saying. But we, we, we live today in a world, there's some things that, you know, we, we, tend to try to study out and science is really a very interesting subject because it does affect everything about our everyday living Um, matter of fact even the government's trying to tell us you got to follow the science okay well science in some views is you know some of it's fact but some of it is fact in someone's own eyes I mean there's, there's a lot of different science. But science, actually, if it's true science, it's based on fact. And it's tried, and it's factual, but it's tried and proven that it's fact. It's not just, okay, I just say this is truth, so it's science. Well, if I haven't proven it, and I haven't done a scientific research on it and proven that it's, that it's factual, and that it is repetitive that it will continue to be factual Um, it's not science it's not science but here's the thing the Bible is a scientific book it's full of science Um, it can profound the minds of the greatest scientists of all time Uh, true science can never be in conflict with the Bible true science Not just what people think is science, but true science uh, can never be in conflict with the Bible, with the Word of God. God has some things in that book, the Bible, that continually just amazes people. We talked last week about uh, proving the Bible, and there's so many different things that can prove the Bible, but we, we had talked about the... Uh, the woman that in 1877 that went out in, in Egypt and dug up her some place in her yard and found bricks and she was trying to tear them apart and make fertilizer. I guess there was lime in it or whatever, but they found that eventually when the astrologer or the missionary came by and seen it and discovered that, hey, those, th- those bricks that you're tearing up are actually, they got inscriptions on them and so he talked to some archaeologists. They eventually bought her property and uh, discovered that there was a library there. And a lot of people that said that, that Moses didn't write the books of Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, because there was no, um, um, you know, there was no organized community there. There was, you know, there was no... Uh, there was a lot of things missing out of it. And if he, if he wrote it his, in his day that he lived, he didn't live in that time where they had that, that community or that, that uh, understanding and organization of things. So when they found this, they found out, they started reading these, and it was actually history books written on stone. It was like a library years and years ago. And they discovered that it was talking about events and it was talking about uh, uh, nations 
that a lot of so-called authorities said didn't exist. But the Bible said it exists. So they found out that what their theory was was wrong. Their theory was wrong. The Bible was right. They're discovering a lot of things through uh, some uh, archaeological digs. Matter of fact, when we were in Israel, um, Israel, Jerusalem, it's like one constant archaeological find. <laughs> because when there was a certain, well, we were at uh, a city that, that, that actually was destroyed so many times, it was destroyed and they build on top of the destruction. It was destroyed again, they build on top of the destruction. It was destroyed again. They just kept building on that. So they started digging down and finding more and more of these cities and this civilization. And that's found in the Bible. But it's, matter of fact, let me, let me say it this way. When I talk about that Jerusalem and Israel is one big archaeological uh, find, and it's constantly changing because Israel, uh, the country of Israel in Jerusalem, they have a museum. And at that museum, they have, uh, you can go up on a balcony and you can look down over a model of what Jerusalem used to be like years and years ago in the Bible days. They've got it all laid out. It's amazing. I got pictures of it, but it's amazing when you look at it because when you look at it, you're looking at what Israel looked like at that time. Matter of fact, what's even amazing also about that is when they built these models, they actually took stone from Jerusalem to make these models. So when you look at it, it's like you're looking at, it's almost like you're looking over Jerusalem in that day. But they told us that they constantly are having to change things on that because they're discovering new things all the time. They're discovering new buildings. They're discovering new walls. They're, they're, they're discovering all kinds of new things. So they're constantly refreshing that uh, model. It's, it's, it's amazing what they have found, but they are proving the Bible every day, every year, proving the Bible. What the Bible says, they're fine. Matter of fact, they even take the Bible to figure out where these places are at. And they dig, and they find out. Your Bible that you have is perfect science, perfect history, perfect uh, and proven. It's God's Word. It's a powerful book. Wherever science in the Bible seems to conflict, it's, it's either because our scientific deductions are incorrect, or... Our interpretation of the scripture is incorrect. The Bible is truth. It's always truth. It'll always be truth. So if we're trying to compare science, uh, really what the scientists need to do is, as I said earlier, go to the Bible and you can find out more understanding of what you're trying to discover in science instead of trying to take science and disprove the Bible. So... The Bible is never wrong. It is never wrong. Uh, it's been proven through the years. Science, uh, the word science, which comes from the word S-C-I-O, uh, the meaning of that word means to know. 
to know. Science, to know. Science is not speculation. And science is not theory or hypothetical things, events. Science is something you can prove. That's what I was taught in school. That's what you were taught in school too, probably. But true science deals with proved facts. The Bible is a proven fact. Everything in it. And you might come across something and you're trying to figure out how is this proven? Just, just hold on to it for a while because eventually you're going to see how it is proven. You know, I've read the book of Revelation. How many read the book of Revelation? Probably everybody here. We've read the book of Revelation and, we, and we've heard the prophecies and, and we try to figure out how is this going to come to pass? You know, and now, more than ever in the hour that we're living in, I, you can see it more today than ever before how that the book of Revelation is coming to pass. It's a proven fact. If you don't understand it right now, keep holding on to the word of God because eventually God will reveal it to us in a clearer way. Sometimes we look through the glass darkly. But God is revealing things a little here, a little there. Sometimes we can't handle all of everything that God wants to reveal all at once. But he gives it to us in a little, uh, a little piece here, a little piece there. And eventually we can put all the whole picture together. Today, a great many things are called scientific. Many things are called scientific but they're nothing of the kind because they haven't been proven. Any theory which is later proved to be false proves that it was unscientific. Sometimes people stand on certain things because they say, I believe it this way, this is scientific. It's probably been written down in the ages of time and books and says this is scientific and then all of a sudden, it's proven unscientific. Well, it never was scientific in the first place. The Bible is the only thing that can continue to be proven. You cannot disprove it. You can try. You're not going to be successful at it. The Bible is grounded in truth because God is not a liar. And I know we know that. We know the word and the power of the word one, let me stop here just a second. Since we know that the word of God is truth and it is proven, we all believe that, right? Amen? Do we all? Then what does that say? We need to believe it, every word in there, and step out by faith and trust God in these things because it's proven. It's proven through time. True science rests on uh, unalterable and eternally established facts. It, 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 it's established. Scientific fact. When scientists have finally reached absolute truth, then they will not be in conflict with the Bible. 
because the Bible is absolute truth. There was a time that in schools they were talking about uh, and teaching that there's no absolute truth. You know why they were saying that? Because they want to vacillate the truth to, into whatever they want it to be. One week or one year, I want it to be this way, and then uh, it, truth is whatever you want it to be. I was not taught in school. I thank the Lord that I was taught when I was taught, and by the teachers that I taught, that two plus two is four. But now they're telling you that it's whatever you want it to be. What in the world is that all about? Oh. Two plus two is four, isn't it, still? Anybody got a calculator? Let's listen to the mathematician. Two plus two? Oh, she's the psychiatrist. I mean, she's the physicist. She's the top level <laughs> two plus two is four. Let's get a confirmation. Okay, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let it be a step. Oh, let's not confuse us now. <laughs> um, now, I, all I can say is if I have two of these bottles up here and I add two, then I got four. I mean, I, I'm into simple life. I mean, I'm simple-minded. <laughs> but, but we can learn a lot from scientific established truth. The Bible is so much truth. But the Bible is the infallible inspired revelation of God concerning himself and creation. His creation. We are his creation. So since he made everything that was made... He is the last and final authority on that which he made. Man is not the final authority on this. Mankind can come up with all kinds of theories and all kinds of, of what they think is scientific fact, but if it's not proven, it's not scientific. But God has the final say. God is absolute truth. Amen. He made all things. Whether the Bible speaks, think about it, whether the Bible speaks of salvation or astronomy or psychology or physiology or anatomy or geology or history or medicine or surgery or chemistry or any brand of science that you could ever think of, it speaks with the same infallible authority. There, it's all in that book. Everything. It's an amazing how God has put all this stuff together. If, if, if the great minds of our world would just go to the word of God, they could understand more clearly what they're trying to teach and what they're trying to figure out. Let me ask this question. How is it that Moses, think about this, Moses was schooled for 40 years in Egypt in their philosophies. And the sciences never, they never incorporated any of the now discredited Egyptian superstitions in the books that Moses wrote. He was taught by the philosophies of Egypt. The philosophies of Egypt are now 
um, found to not be correct. But why, when he wrote the Bible, the uh, Bible, the, the Pentateuch, or the first five books and a few there, the books that he was responsible for writing, why is it that in those books you don't find the discredited Egyptian superstitions there and what they so-called was science? Why is that? In Moses' day, people taught that a great man carried the earth on his shoulders. And when the man sneezed, there was an earthquake. And things happened, began to happen. But the Bible declared 3,500 years ago, he hangeth the earth on nothing. That's what the Bible says. That was scientific. In Moses' day, the practice of medicine, if it, if it can be called that, was a mirror, mess, and mass of superstitions in Moses' day. They taught boiling toads and skin, toad skins and demon incantations was how you dealt with, in, in Egypt, was how you dealt with medicine at that time. That was taught. But Moses was schooled, who, Moses was there at that time in those superstitions, but he wrote the most scientific word of modern medicine that man has learned from, of hygiene and sanitation the world has ever known. How, after being around and taught and trained in that time, how come this superstitions of Egypt and the um, thoughts of Egypt that have been totally debunked that he didn't include that in there since he was taught during that time. You know why? It's because God in, spoke into Moses the words to write. Yes, the Bible is a book that was written by men. They penned it on paper, ink, paper. And a lot of people stop there and they think, I don't want to believe a book that's written by man. Well, man was just the instrument to write it. But God inspired it. God anointed it. God spoke through Moses and he penned what God told him. So, the re you know, here's how Moses came through that time of of 40 years of training and teaching in, in Egypt, but yet none of that, what they called so-called science, was included in the writings of the, of the books that he wrote because he was listening to God. He was listening to the inspiration of God, and he penned what God told him to pen on those pages. That book, the Bible, is not just... You know, they're looking at it, the world looks at it like, I don't want to listen to a book that was written by man because man's going to, get, well, it says, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, you're right, because very clearly you're thinking that man's going to get it wrong, and they have so many times. But when we stop and listen to God, we're not going to get it wrong. In the Bible, salvation is right. You can't change it. It's what God said it was going to be. All, all of these things that, that we find in the, 
in the Word of God, it's right, it's perfect, it's factual, it's true science. Matter of fact, talking about um, some of the medicine, modern medicines have learned from the Bible and the hygiene and sanitation. During the, during, during the Civil War and earlier wars, they, they were trying to figure out why um, when, when the soldiers would get shot or this and that, and they would amputate an arm or leg or whatever, and they would get uh, infection in it, and they would die from the infection. They tried to figure that out so many times, what, what actually was causing it. They were, you know, I know it sounds gruesome, but they were taking the, the, the instruments, they were cutting someone's arm and take it to another one and cut their, arm, their leg off or whatever, and, and because they, if they didn't, they would die. Well, they ended up dying anyway because of infection had set in. Well, they finally learned that it was a germ or a bacteria that was getting into their bloodstream and it was killing them. If they'd only went back to the Word of God, they could have figured that out a long time ago. Matter of fact, uh, the Bible even says in the old law that um, it, it, it talks about some of the laws that was given to the children of Israel uh, actually were there to help prolong their life. We might look at these laws of the Old Testament and think that's kind of strange that God told them to not eat certain things and you can't eat certain things and you've you got to do this, you've got to do that. And If you have leprosy, you know what they did? They quarantined them because that leprosy could get on other people. Matter of fact, when they were they they were healed of that leprosy, that disease, they would take every, all their clothes and they would burn it, destroy it. Matter of fact, their house, sometimes they would take their house wherever they lived and they would destroy it, burn it up. Because they knew in the Bible, this was from God spoke this to man. These are the laws that you need to abide by. And these are the laws that are going to prolong your life. These are the laws that are going to help you live a healthy life. It's, it's a powerful book. Powerful book. Moses was moved on by the Spirit of God and given the words to write. In 2 Timothy 3.16, we've heard this verse before, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. That's the reason why the Bible is so powerful. Yeah, man took the pen and the, on the page and wrote it down. But it was the inspiration of God that gave them the word to write the word of the Lord. We believe it because it's God's word. We believe it because it's God's will for our lives. We believe it because it's from the Lord. And how many times has the word of God delivered you, strengthened you, blessed you, helped you, helped you in time of a struggle? It's been there. It's still there. It's there to guide you. The Bible is a light unto our path, a lamp unto our feet, and a light unto our pathway. We just follow the word of God. You know, since Moses listened to the word of God and he got it right, 
We need to listen to the Word of God so we can get it right. So we have it factual. We have it right. It's proven. And this book, the Bible, is a scientific blessing because it's been proven. We pray to hear the voice of, uh, and revelation of God, but the Bible is his will. If we want to hear the voice of God, we, we say, God, speak to me. Well, he spoke to us in his word. And yeah, there's times that he does speak to us, definitely. Thank the Lord. But you know what? The thing about it is when he speaks to us, it doesn't conflict with his Bible, with his word. It, it connects. If you want to know if you heard the voice of the Lord or not, try the Spirit. See if they be of God. Test it out. Go to the Word of God. Go to the Bible. Find out if it connects with the Bible. If it's against what the Bible says, then I don't think you heard from the Lord. But we do experiment with that. We, we, we want to know. We just want to know, is this you, God, or is this just me? And God's okay with that. He's glad that you want to know. He's so glad, I'm sure. But the Bible is his will for our lives. His word, truly. His word truly amazes us. Speak the word. This book is so powerful that you can speak the word and things happen. Because you, when you speak the word, um, you're, you're stepping out in faith, speaking the word of God. There's power in the word. You're speaking faith in the word. Amen. Today we know since the discovery of bacteriology, that many diseases are caused by minute organisms called bacteria germs. And going back to the days of, um, of uh, the Old Testament, it, it, it really proves, it proves that out of all of those years, now we're finally getting it in the last several years. Have you ever, you ever anybody here ever had surgery? Anybody? Okay. Anybody here ever seen a doctor prepare for surgery? Have you ever watched the doctor prepare for surgery? You know what they do? They, they, get, they get the water running. And they take that soap and they wash their hands for about two seconds and then throw the soap down and quit. Is that what they do? No. You know what they do? They just keep washing and washing and washing. And they rub all the way up their hand, arms and, and they get their hands all clean and they scrub underneath their nails and they, and they keep going. And then they sometimes they even put uh, uh, certain types of uh, medicines on it and, and just rub it in and, and alcohol and they rub all this in and they just keep washing and washing. You know what they're doing? They're, they're getting their hands in that flow of water so that the, the uh, bacteria and the germs and even skin cells are removed from their hands and their arms so that they will not transfer that bacteria onto the person that they're trying to do an operation on. They give a lot of effort to that. A lot of effort. That's the reason why uh, a lot of people say, you know, during COVID, they said, wash your hands for 
uh, what, what is it, uh, sing happy birthday song and, and wash your hands because, what is it, 20, 20 seconds, at least 20 seconds because you, you want to make sure your hands are clean. Um, but if a doctor walked into a room and started washing his hands into a pail of water, clean, clear water, and washes his hands in that, in that pan, as soon as he puts his hand in that water, he's automatically uh, contaminated that water. You see, the Bible talks about the cleansing. It talks about artesian wells. It talks about the flow of the water. Uh, you could get a pool of water and, and it can become contaminated, but the flow of water flushes the debris away. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about uh, living for God is when we come to him, it, the Bible says our sins are washed away. It doesn't come back and try to recontaminate us over and over again. No, it's washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. So we do need that washing, cleansing. Moses knew all that 3,500 years before some of the modern scientists with great discoveries, were born. It says in Leviticus 15 and 13, And when he that have an issue is cleansed of his issue, then he shall number to himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in running water and shall be clean. Bathe his flesh in running water and shall be clean. A washing away. We don't want it to come back on us. We want it washed away. That's the beauty of the blood of Jesus Christ. It washed your sins away. And it can continue to wash your sins away if you allow God's blood to flow in your life. It's not that we need to, we need to just Oh, I'm going to go sin because I know God's going to wash my sins away. No, we need to overcome that sin. But if you do make a mistake, the blood's there to wash us and cleanse us. But the Bible is full of God's truth. It would be very foolish to believe man's theories over God's word. And that's really what a lot of people in our world are doing today. They've taken the word of God and they're okay with it being up on the shelf gathering dust, not opening it. But they will believe the theory of a professor in a college or a teacher in a school or, or they will believe the theory of a, a, a friend or whatever. But it's not a proven fact. It would be very foolish for us to believe man's theories over God's, theory, God's word. God's word is already proven. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law 
till all be fulfilled. Till heaven and earth pass. Heaven and earth hasn't passed yet. The word of God is still proven and powerful and it's going to be powerful until the end till all be fulfilled. We got hope here today. And the last scripture I'm going to talk, say here today, quote here, is found in Matthew 24 and 35. It says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. His word is faithful, stable, and it's going to fulfill every word of it to the end. It's something that we can put our faith in. It's something that we can put our hope in. It's something that we can stand upon. It's going to be there to the end. It doesn't matter what man says. It doesn't matter how man tries to disprove it. Because it seems like every time they try to disprove it, it, there comes out the Lord reveals something new. And it begins to show another proof that God's word is truth. Oh, you've got a treasure there. This church, our lives, uh, we've got a treasure there. It's the power of the word of God. It's something we can put our faith in. We can stand upon. We can trust in. There's no trial. There's no test that you go through that you cannot make it through. By just going to the word of God, you can find the answer there. Every need in this world today, it's right there in the word of God. The answer to the world's problems, it's right there in the word of the Lord. There's a lot of things I could say about, uh, you know, the the word of God and what answers it could give us. You know, uh, there's such battle going on, let's struggle. There's a country attacking another country right now and destroying their people and everything that they've got, their, their history, their buildings. But you know what? The Bible says if we would love one another, that wouldn't happen. Evidently, there's not love one toward another there. They're, they're, you know, they're upset. They, they feel like they've lost ground. They've lost land. They want to regain it. They're, there's a lot of struggle, battle going on. But if everybody in this world loved like the Bible loves, uh, tells us to love, and love like the Lord loves, other people, we wouldn't have war anymore. There's a lot of things in the Word of God that we can say that, that actually will solve the problems of our world. Unity is a beautiful part of solving the problems in our world. If people would prefer their, their, their brother or a stranger above themselves, what kind of a world would we have Prefer your brother. We'd be fighting because we are, are, I'm going to prefer my brother while they're wanting to prefer me. No, we wouldn't be fighting. We would be working together. We'd be loving one another. We would be caring for one another. We, 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 We would be concerned when someone's going through a struggle in their life. We'd be there to lift them up possibility we might fall in the same pit ourselves that's scripture but we've got 
words and the word of God that it will solve every problem in this world. But that's the problem. People have put the Bible aside and said there's nothing to it. <laughs> Here's the most powerful book in the, on the face of this earth in the existence of mankind. There is no book like the word of God. There is no book like this powerful word that God has given us. It's inspired of God. <laughs> and, and be thankful when you pick up your Bible and you begin to look at it, be thankful for the word of God. When you read it, be thankful. It is the inspired word of God. We're, we're asking God to give us a word. Well, it's right there in the book. It's right there in the book. Amen. What a powerful book. Let's stand tonight. Amen. The chemistry of the book. Science book. It's proven fact. And God has proven it, and he continues to prove it over and over again. If you run across people that say, well, there's nothing to the Bible. Well, I know one thing. You've got a testimony of how God has touched you. It's in the book. Anybody that's ever received the Holy Ghost and spoken in other tongues, and you knew it was a, it was a power of the gift of the Spirit of God, you know without a doubt it was God you got a testimony. Nobody can take that away from you. You know without a doubt, it is God. Amen. The times that you were sick and you prayed, and the doctor said nothing can take care of it, and God came through. Proves the word of God again and again and again and again. Every day we get up out of bed, the Bible says his mercy is new every day. Yes. Every day is a new a new experience of mercy. Thank the Lord for that. There's power in the book. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his word. Lord, we're so grateful. We're grateful for the word that you have given us. Lord, you have a perfect plan.